Hey guys, welcome to Houndwave. I'm Taylor West here with Nate Block, and oh boy, is a happy day. Ravens beating the Seahawks yesterday, 30-16, to gaining their lead in the AFC North. Really one of the greatest games of Raven football I've ever watched, from offense to defense to stopping the MV, the probable MVP from having a good game. You know, Taylor, uh, last week I put a con- win condition on whether or not the Ravens would win. I said that if Earl Thomas picked off Russell Wilson, the Ravens would win. At that point, I did not know that we would have Marcus Peters on our team. All right, all right. I did not. So, you okay. know, if, if I knew okay. that Marcus Peters was going to be the team, I could have said the same thing, that if Marcus Peters Fair. had picked up picked off Russell Wilson, then we would have been. But regardless, we got an interception, went for a touchdown, really a turning point in the game, and Ravens pull out the W. Yeah, so we're just going to be recapping the game and our reaction and giving our reactions to just one of the most impressive victories I've ever seen the Ravens have. So let's start in the first quarter. You know, the Ravens drive down the field. Pretty well. Um, the red zone offense was pretty non-existent today besides one drive. Um, we got into the red zone four times and only converted once. So Lamar to Miles Boykin had a just amazing throw. Definitely. Um, but throughout the rest of the first quarter, you know, it was slow. We had a good defensive stop. Next quarter, though, the Seahawks drive down the field and score a touchdown on, first of all, a kind of bat- poor play on Anthony Averitt. Um, he got burnt by DJ DK Metcalf. Yeah. On a 37-yard reception uh, and with defensive holding, it's just inexcusable. And I think that's why we didn't really see him on the field much after that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, the defense, obviously, we both agree they played a lot better. The pass rush still needs to improve. But, I mean, two defensive touchdowns more than how, like, uh, before the field goal at the end of the game, our defense has scored more points than their offense. Which is something, I mean, you, you don't lose games when your defense is scoring more points than the other team's offense. The defensive line, yeah, they are they did a great job at stopping the running game. I Chris Carson, with only 65 rushing yards, averaging 3.1 yards per carry. And he's one, been one of the best backs in the league lately. So they did a great job there. You know, the pass rush is always going to be the problem. We have one of the worst pass, pass rushers in the league. You know, this may be, may be the time before the trade deadline to maybe trade for um, a pass rusher. You know, we, we just got to genius trade by Eric DaCosta to get Marcus Peters, who ended up having a pick six in this game, which is a huge turning point. I mean, it is 13 to six and the Seahawks are driving the ball down the field or 13 to or six to 10. And we're Seahawks are driving down the field, looking to make it a two possession game. And Peters picks him off on a bad throw by Russell Wilson. Um, you know, kind of ill-advised throw. Um, and also Russell Wilson's first pick of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, that's something what well, you're talking about, Eric DaCosta. That's something I really want to talk about i mean some of the trades pickups free agency everything that he's done has been super good this season really worked I mean, out he picked up um marcus peters then we got lj fort and josh Bynes. josh Bynes had i think in his first game an interception then the following game he had a fumble recovery yeah lj fort did a great job especially with ta- tackles for loss yesterday and just i mean playing the linebacker like filling the gap that we need in this defense yeah i mean josh Bynes, like the the new guys we have you know, LJ Fort had a great game yesterday. There was one play significantly when Russell Wilson was uh, scrambling out of the pocket. He just came up and tackled him for a loss, getting a sack, our one sack of the day. And, you know, that that's what we love to see. You know, he's a guy that's kind of been off and on teams for a while. And, you know, you love to see that happen. Um, so on to the offensive side yeah. of the ball now. It wasn't a great offensive day. Lamar Jackson had went 9 for 20 for 143. You know, it's not – you can't really do much – you know, he could have – there were some passes that he could have made better. Well, first of all, Mark Andrews was dropping the yeah. ball all, all over the place. I, d- I don't think Lamar Jackson's stats 
show how impressive this win was, especially even just like not even like the team as a whole, but from him. There was so many plays where he would either put the ball on Mark Andrews' hands, he wasn't able to complete the catch, or we'd get a like 20-yard completion or a 15-yard run and get called back and we'd have third and long, second and long. And Jackson's ability to just get out of the pocket, get the first down when it was needed was, I mean, so key. And then obviously when we're driving for the third time we're in the red zone, it's fourth and two. Harbaugh sends out the kicking unit and Lamar comes over to sideline and calls the timeout. We need to go for it. Yep. I want to go for it. I will get it. And I mean, I watched the post game interview with John Harbaugh. He said, when Lamar said that I trusted him and I, I put the ball in his hands, I said, we're going to do quarterback power to the right side. And Lamar did the rest. And I just think it really shows how he's grown. I mean, He's literally telling the coach that I want to do this. I'm going to get it. Lamar's run game yesterday was none of the less electric. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Like he would be <clears throat> weaving all around the defenders when we needed a big play. He would always be there on the last drive, especially he would, he scrambled for a huge first down to kind of seal the win. Um, while we were up by three possessions, you know, it was amazing to see. I think this was Lamar, one of Lamar's best games, um, this entire season, because, you know, this team really rides off Lamar. You know, you could say the defense had two touchdowns. You know, that was a huge factor, obviously. But Lamar really, he he kind of kept us in this game, especially in the first half. Yeah, and then definitely going into, like, the second half when, when we had the pick six and when we were, like, after that, I get that, like, the defense did bail us out and then Marcus Peters bailed us out. But then the way that Lamar, I mean, he destroyed the clock on those like last two drives that we yeah. had. I mean, one of them was, I think six and a half minutes when they were just running the ball the entire time. Another one was like another long drive. And just that, I mean, that is part of the problem when you're playing the Ravens um, offense. I mean, I touched on it last week. I said that if the Ravens can maintain possession, like they did somewhat last year when they were literally just running the ball, it creates so much more difficulty for the other, other team's offense, especially, and the defense for the Seahawks was gassed because I mean, you're out there for six and a half, seven minutes. You're yeah, so gonna get... Lamar in the fourth quarter yesterday led a nine-minute drive, yeah, thirteen I mean, play, eighty-six yards from the from our five-yard line. Yeah, like that's incredible. Yeah, I mean you can't really ask more of a guy to lead when you need really need it that bad. There were about twelve minutes on the clock. Give it to them. Up by ten. Up by two possessions with three minutes left. Yeah, I don't think so, Seattle. And then, of course, after that, DK Metcalf with a fumble, and somehow, someway, that ball stayed in bounds, and Marlon Humphrey returned it for a touchdown. Definitely. You know, so I have a question for for you. I think, obviously, it's great to get Earl Thomas back to Seattle, get the win. Obviously, it feels amazing for him. But do you think Earl Thomas this season, besides his first interception in, like uh, against Miami, yeah. has he been what we thought he was going to be? I don't think he's quite what we thought he was going to be. You know, obviously he's in his 10th season, so he's getting up there in age. Um, but, I mean, he's still 30, 31 years old. Um, so he he's still got some youth to him. So I think he had a really good game yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, other than in the other games, he'd been struggling, of course, with allowing the big play. But I thought he had a good game other than kind of the last drive, giving up that long pass, which probably yeah. should have been his zone. Um you know, he had a couple of huge pass deflections, a touchdown saving deflection. I, I really think he had a good game. Okay. Um, you know, the next thing we want to talk about. So the Ravens, of course, lost to Sean Elliott, their strong safety. So yeah. they gave um Seattle a lot more cover one uh cover one, cover three looks. So they'd only have one deep safety and maybe drop a couple corners. Um, but Chuck Clark coming into the game, you know, he had eight tackles, led the team, tied with Josh Bynes. Um, you know, a lot of these, the Ravens depth 
in their defense is really proving right now. Um, and of course the secondary, you know, Marcus Peters, big addition and Jimmy Smith will be back for the Patriots game next week or after the bye week. So Nate, I want, I was wondering what do the Ravens really need to work on this week? You know, for me, I think it's obviously just getting healthy, making sure everyone's getting healthy. Mark Andrews kind of fixing his mental state after that (laughs) game, not getting down in the slump or anything like that. But I mean, either we got to work on the pass rush or we got to try to sign someone because against Tom Brady, you cannot be giving him tons of time. And obviously I think we need to work on some kind of scheme where we're going to be passing the ball more because I know that Bill Belichick is going to have some sort of plan for Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying it's going to work and I'm not saying it's going to like shut him down, but I think it's definitely going to be the hardest defensive scheme we face all year. Well, Bobby Wagner said it himself. He thought that that the Seahawks had a really good plan coming into the game. And he was really let down because, you know, Lamar Jackson still rushed for on 14 carries for 116 yards. So is it possible to stop Lamar? You know, I was watching the Pete Carroll postgame interview, and all he kept saying was that his defense played as well as they could have against Lamar Jackson. He said, it's one thing when you watch the tape and you see him, and you're like, oh, that guy's fast. But it's another thing when you see him running straight past your Bobby Wagner, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. And I mean, he's just completely just making a miss. And that was part of what Pete Carroll said. We didn't miss tackles today. We couldn't even we couldn't even get near him. They didn't touch him half the time. When the like part of people criticize Lamar Jackson because they say he's gonna get hurt. But a lot of his game is running and he doesn't get touched. Obviously, when like he dives for like the pylon or things like that, he will take contact. But I mean, you see him running out of bounds on most plays. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard to defend him because it's not like you're missing tackles. You just, you can't even hit him. He's so like cheeky when he jumps around and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple plays every game where you're like, Lamar, why do you do that? Why don't you just kind of run outside? But he's become a lot more conservative with that, especially other than last year. Um, but also on the offense, we get Hollywood back next week yeah. or in two weeks. We have our bye week this week. Um, you know, that's going to be a huge addition having him back. You know, he hasn't really been fully healthy yet. Um, but having him and Willie Sneed and hopefully Mark Andrews will be back and Miles Boykin, you know, we had a good game. Um, you know, it will be great. And the tight ends are doing a great job. You know, the tight ends on the Ravens are really there for not only pass catching, but Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst are great really blockers. there for run blocking. You know, we signed Nick Boyle to a pretty big contract because of his run blocking ability. Mark Ingram didn't have a great game sure you can say that but the Seahawks front seven is you know you could call it a top 10 front seven yeah. in the league um you know but Mark Ingram you know he was there to kind of provide I felt a I don't know he only his long rush for his eight yards but he really showed like his grittiness you know he he fought for a huge first down on the goal line um on the last drive so you know his grittiness and determination really helped us win that game and his veteran is like leadership, veteran leadership also, you know, huge for a franchise that has a lot of young players on the offense. Yeah, I know. I definitely agree. I think just his presence, not only like on the field, but also off. I mean, obviously when he's on the sidelines, he's talking to the other running backs, talking to Gus Edwards, talking to Lamar Jackson, talking to the wide receivers. But also when he's on the field, I get, I agree with you that he didn't have a great game yesterday, but there's always the threat of us giving him the ball. And that's what makes this duo so hard to like to defend. I mean, even with Gus Edwards, you have Lamar who can run it, or you have Mark Ingram who can run it. So you practically have to stack the box. But at the same time, Lamar can drop back and throw a good pass. And that's why this is like such an impossible offense to stop. 
I mean, another another great thing the Ravens have is their kicker, Justin Tucker. Greatest of all time kicker has the greatest career kicking percentage at 90.7%. He's already 30 or 16 for 16 this season. You know, he's off to a great start. Um, but you know, you could say like he's only taken one field goal over 50 yards, but he's really been consistently good. You know, there's not many kickers that can even go perfect from 40 to 49 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason Myers missed the 50 three yarder yesterday, um, which kind of swung the momentum in favor of the Ravens. Definitely. Um, but you know, I Justin Tucker and the Wolf Pack of Sam Cook and Morgan Cox and him um, are really doing a great job. Yeah, no, I mean, yesterday, I mean, it's not an easy place to kick. You saw Lamar Jackson losing his footing so many different times. It was yeah. wet out there. It was, I mean, it's not easy to kick a, mm-hmm. a football when it's pouring rain. Obviously, um, he went three for three on field goals as well as extra points. So, I mean, it's just, it's so great to be able to rely on him and just have such confidence that you're yeah. able to make a, Pretty much any field goal under 60 He's yards. He's a weapon. Like almost guaranteed. He's an absolute weapon. Yeah. Um, looking forward to – we're going to talk about this a little more uh, next week in depth since we had the bye week this week. Um, Patriots coming home to the Ravens. This is going to be one of the most anticipated matchups of the season. I, I completely agree. I mean, people said that this game, the Ravens and Seahawks game, was going to be an amazing game. And, I mean, the Ravens won – Pretty significantly. And I just, at this point with Mahomes being out for the next couple of weeks, I think that the Ravens and the Patriots are the teams of the AFC at this moment. If the Ravens do, uh, I mean, the Ravens obviously have one of the toughest schedules coming up. You know, hopefully those loss, that loss to the Browns at home won't come to uh, back to bite them. But, you know, we have, out of our next every game, there's no easy game. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we have to play the two undefeated teams in the league. We have to play the Rams in L.A., which is not like – it's not that big a deal. It's in L.A. It's just another game because they don't really have fans in L.A. <laughs> um, the Texans at home. The Texans are on fire right now. Um, actually, they no, lost they, yesterday. They, they lost. Um, <laughs> they did They did beat the Chiefs, though. They did beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Falcons very handily. Scoring Their offense is on fire. Pretty much all of our games, none of them is a guaranteed win. They're all tough. So if the Ravens do want to make a run at that home field advantage or not – overall home field advantage but at the first round fir- first round by you know we do not have that right now we are tied uh, currently tied with the Kansas City Chiefs at five and two and they will have the tiebreaker on us all season which is a little bit unfortunate it is unfortunate although I mean I didn't expect the Ravens to win that game going in I thought that was mm-hmm. one of the harder games of the entire season as well as this one so I think the fact that we were able to take one out of those two games between Kansas City and Seattle is I mean in a, a positive in my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, us and the Colts both sitting at, well, the Colts will have to win next week to advance to five and two. So looking at the playoff picture right now, the Patriots, obviously the one seed. And one thing I think will happen. I have a feeling about tonight's game against the Jets. I just have a small feeling that the Patriots are going to lose that, you know, Tom Brady, you know, with every wide receivers he has, he'll make something happen. You know, but this may be the game. I personally, I hope that does not happen because I know that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are not going to lose two in a row. Well, they, they do have another game this next week. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah. you know, I I I agree, um, but they have the Browns at home, so hopefully yeah, they'll no, take care yeah, of that. Take looking care looking of that. at the AFC North, last thoughts. It's so easy. It, it, they're terrible. Well, I, I don't think it's that easy because, mm. I mean, we lost the – we got killed by the Browns at home. I know. 
Um, but looking at the standings, Ravens have a two and a half game lead right now. Um, you know, probably the biggest team that poses the threat is the Steelers, I'd say, because the Browns, they're probably going to lose next week to the um, Patriots, put them at two and five, and basically, I don't know, eliminating them from contention. Yeah, I really just, I don't see a scenario in which the Steelers or Bengals come back and end up with a really good record. You mean, I get the, you mean the Browns? No, I mean the Steelers and Bengals. Well, I mean the Bengals are done. They're, they're, they could go 0-16. I mean, yes, they could. But I'm just saying, I think Steelers and Bengals are completely out of this. I think that the Browns will drop to 2-5, and five, and then it'll be up to them from there to try to turn their season around. I think they have the best shot and personnel in order to do that. But I just I really do think that the Ravens are going to take this division, no doubt. Um, And... Just looking at the Steelers' schedule, I mean, they have a couple easy games, but they do have to play the Colts and Rams at home and Browns away. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens right now, I'd give them about an 85% chance to win the North. Yeah, I would say so. And then I think we'll reserve till next week to give our picks for the Patriots game. But It's going to be a great one. I personally am completely excited to go to that game. It's going to be electric. It is going to be electric. (laughs) All right, thank you guys for listening. Great win for the Ravens this week, and we will see you later.